intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. She bobbles it and now has to try and recover. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Steps into it. Pass is Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of The Master Plan. I can't believe we've done this many so quickly, but here we are on March 28th. And today is a special episode. It is the first soccer episode of the channel. And today is all about Lionel Messi, as I'm sure you have already figured out based on the title of this video, or I guess audio clip. I don't know. I still don't know what to call it. Joining us today is a man who lives all the way in the great state of Ohio. He is a soccer player himself, Nick Warner. Thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Michael. Not it's a pleasure a to be problem. here. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Messi and why, in my opinion at least, he's the greatest of all time. And hopefully, for those of you who are listening, I can convince you. And for those of you who disagree, that's fine. Uh, you're entitled to your wrong opinion, so we'll get we'll get into it. So to start off with, let's go through some of Messi's um, some of his records, which are uh, you know just incredible. Just to just to start off with, so he has six Ballon d'Or and excuse my pronunciation, it's I think it's French awards. Six, which is you know the first of all time. He is the FIFA Player of the Year. He's won that eight times. He has the most goals in a year at 91, and those are official goals, not counted in friendlies, which he also holds the record for. He has 40-plus club goals in 10 consecutive seasons, which is absolutely ridiculous. He has the most consecutive league uh, matches scored in at 21 straight matches where he scored 33 goals, which is absolutely incredible. This dude is from another freaking planet, all right? He's not human the way he plays. And Nick, who's a soccer player, can you give us some perspective on? I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of Messi's Messi playing or some of his, you know, most famous clips. Can you talk to us from like a soccer perspective, like from a player's perspective, how hard what he actually has done is? Oh, uh, it's uh, very difficult. Very difficult as a soccer player. As you watch him, you notice how when he dribbles. He dribbles very quickly, and every single step he takes, he takes a touch. And it's extremely controlled, and it always stays right at his feet. And it looks like the ball's just stuck to him with a tether or some kind of rope. Mm-hmm. And it, it's astonishing how it works. Right. And so, I mean, when you look at Messi, if, if, someone, if someone looked at Messi and they didn't know who he was— He's a really he's actually a pretty short guy. He's like five, I think he's like five five or five six. And that's with, you know, I think he took growth hormones. So he's really gonna be like five two. So he's a really, really small guy. He's not a big dude. And for someone, you know, that uh, in in soccer it doesn't make as big of a difference in let's say, you know, compared to a sport like basketball, where you know height really is a huge factor. However, it it you know, longer strides, longer legs do provide a lot in soccer and Messi being a shorter guy, you know, it, it, it just, it kind of like increases the difficulty level. And, and regardless of that, he is still the best player in the world today and probably the greatest of all time, which is, you know, kind of remarkable. 
Um, but more about that a little later. Um, so little history. He's played in. He plays in La Liga. He's played for FC Barcelona all 16 seasons. He's been a pro, and uh, he's just incredible to watch. You know, he, he leads FC Barcelona is a really solid team, but he leads them to consecutive first and second place finishes like year after year. And, and he really is the star of that team. Um, the biggest thing for me, though, and I don't know if a lot of people can recognize this, but when when Ronaldo left for Juventus, I, you know, some people say it was for the money, but like Juventus doesn't play in like as as a competitive league as La Liga or like if if Ronaldo went to um, maybe the Bundesliga or uh, the Premier League, it might be different. But he went to Juventus, which is in Italy, and they, you know, it's just not the same. So, in my opinion, he was—he went to Juventus to get away from Messi. He wanted to separate himself because um, Messi was kind of casting a shadow um, on Ronaldo. And to me, it seems like Ronaldo, you know, he couldn't handle sharing the spotlight, or at least, um, at least playing against Messi, because I think Messi kind of dominated that that uh that battle between the two of them um but that's what i take from it nick what what do you what do you perceive from that i guess i mean honestly i don't really know i mean they're both extremely popular players a lot of people prefer ronaldo over messi just because of play style or just because of the team he was on and some people prefer watching Messi dribble around really quickly and -hmm. others prefer watching Ronaldo uh, skill move people and take far shots Mm -hmm. and I guess it's really preference but I think that people can agree that Messi is overall just watching him play in his play style it's a lot more interesting to watch Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean, yeah, he's kind of – so you can say Ronaldo carried a lot of his teams as well, but just not to the extent that it seems that Messi – I think for me personally, I get the vibe that Ronaldo is more of a single-handed player mm-hmm. while Messi is a team player. And and in soccer, what can you say about about the difference between those two things, I would guess? Being, a team, being more of a team player like maybe Messi is – Versus a player like Ronaldo, who's more of a more of a, a star, yeah, you know, like not more of a star, but he more he he controls the game around himself. Like, what 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 is the difference, and what's your take? So when you're a, when you take the team by yourself, like Ronaldo, like if you're the main star, you're going to be making most of the plays, and you're going to be the cause of most of the goals. Mm-hmm. And that can be, you know, that can be an extremely powerful position to have. And you can be very beneficial for your team. But when you get to the level when you're playing teams that are overall really good as a team, you know, one player can only do so much before they shut down. Right. Whereas Messi, when he plays with his team, with a good chemistry, it makes the entire team better and elevates everything. Right. So, I mean, I guess that kind of leads into my next point. Because... While Messi has had a ton of great finishes in La Liga, when we move to the FIFA World Cup, it's kind of an empty, an empty uh, trophy case. And what I mean by that is 
Argentina has not done super well. Now, not to say that Portugal has done well either, but Argentina has not done well um, consistently through the FIFA World Cup when Messi's been there. And so, I, I mean, obviously it, there is a difference between FC Barcelona and um, and the Argent, the Argentine national team. I guess that's how you'd pronounce it. Um, but it does show a difference in in um, in caliber of play and how and how the people around uh, both Messi and Ronaldo, I guess, at this point, um, actually are more important than people might might think. But the way that Messi uses the people around him is very different from the way that Ronaldo uses the people around him, and you know that changes stats, right? If we think about it. We would expect Messi to have less goals based on his play style and more assists. And we'd expect Ronaldo to have way more goals and very few assists. And comparatively, when we look at it, they're, they're very similar in number of goals, which tells you that Messi, uh, well, Messi has more assists, but he also has nearly the same amount of goals, which is unexpected, which actually shows you um, how effective Messi actually is on the playing field. Um, and he's been doing this for a very long time. So Nick, for, for, um, you know, for the amount of time that Messi has been playing, how does that like his consistency as a player, how hard, how hard would you perceive it to be for someone to go year after year and consistently perform at such a high level? No, I think that, Obviously, it's very difficult because, you know, your training regimen has to be very tough. You know, you're going to be working really hard. And, you know, he's one of the older guys now, Mm -hmm. but he still dominates the field. And I think it's just, I don't know, I think it's just a thing that Messi can do. Um, Like, he's just always been very quick, very strong. And he's always had the ability to just maneuver around people as if the ball was stuck to his foot. And honestly, I just don't know that many people who can do that at all in probably sports history. Right. Um, and I think it's unique yeah. to it. So have you personally ever faced a team where there was one player on the other team who was, who was so much better than like everyone around you um, that he was able to kind of control the entire game? Have you, ever, have you ever experienced something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Right. The thing... The thing that the funny thing though is that you know since we're in the United States, oftentimes that player is usually the biggest and strongest player, exactly relative to everyone else. But if when you look at South American and European football, they the strongest or not necessarily strongest, but oftentimes what the most dominant players are the five seven five six footballers who just have the ability to control the ball. Right, it's such astonishing ability, and and you know deviating from from the topic here a little bit, I do think that's why the United States doesn't produce as many high caliber soccer players as other countries around the world, um, or, or maybe part of the reason because in the United States a lot of our sports are dominated by physicality and and usually the bigger and stronger you are, the more effective you are at you know hockey, basketball, uh, you know baseball, football. All those sports are really dominated a lot by physicality. And in the United States, you know, that physicality might, you know, come into play in soccer. 
but when you increase the level or when you increase the the level of players around you, that doesn't become as much of a difference. And we'll talk about that in a minute about how Messi actually, you know, is able to be so good at such a at such a a, a small um, height. Uh, you know, when we talk about the greatest of all time, we don't talk about this lightly. Um, in each sport, there's, you know, you could talk about um, one or two. Like in, in, in the NFL, you have Tom Brady. Um, in the NBA, you either have LeBron or, or Jordan. In hockey, you have Gretzky. Um, it, it's not something you take, you take lightly when you're discussing it. And so when we're discussing this, you know, there's Messi, but you have to remember there's Pele. And, you know, there's obviously Ronaldo. But I do think that Messi has able, been able to distance himself enough from the other two to, to claim. Now, there is an argument to make about uh, Ronaldo being the greatest of all time. But I think at this point, what Messi was able to do, and we'll get to some specific moments later on, is absolutely incredible and out of this world that I think at that point, we have to crown him as king. However, though, what Messi is able to do is, as a small, as a smaller guy, um, he's able to fight through fouls and tackles, which is incredibly difficult. Um, you know, oftentimes you'd see, you know, him getting pushed around because he's a smaller guy. You know, when he's running with the ball, um, you expect to see him get shoved a little bit, but he fights through everything like that. He would, he's able to dribble around that and. Maybe instead of, you know, them hitting the ball, they hit his shin or they step on his foot or, or whatever, but he just keeps going. He, he, is, he is laser focused on, on being able to get a shot off or being able to get to goal. Um, and that's what he does. You know, as Nick said earlier, his movements with the ball, the fact that he's able to keep his ball, the ball so close to him, like within, within a foot, within two feet of, of him allows him to do this. And, to have that kind of control over over a soccer ball, like at a professional level, um, in a real game, is incredibly difficult to do. And the fact that he's been able to do it not once or twice, but repeated times, shows the ability of his skill level. And I think if we compare to him to Ronaldo in just this one category, we'd see a huge deviation um, of skill level. Because I think Messi's control and his touch of this of the ball is so much greater than Ronaldo's. Um, and Ronaldo is able to make up for that by his, you know, his stature and his speed. And, you know, that's not anything against him. But I think that Messi overall is, is A, I think he's a tougher player. But B, I think he's just more gifted, um, at least with the soccer ball. Like, and that's why I think he's better. Because if he were taller in fa- you know, and as fast as Ronaldo, I mean, there's no telling how good he could actually be. You know, with with the way that Messi plays, it, it is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Um, and so, with that, um, I just want, I want to keep moving on. Nick, unfortunately, did have to go, um, but I'll finish this episode out by myself. Um, so, with that being said, let's go to a couple moments um, where where I think Messi solidified himself as the goat. Um, so first, he has a scientifically impossible goal. Now, I'm going to link it in the description, but I'm going to go through it because the, if you have, if when you watch this, and please, everyone watch this because this right here is absolutely 
the craziest thing you'll ever see. It, it, it is. It, I've watched it so many times, and I still can't get like over it. It, it. This is ridiculous. Okay, what Messi does is he he dribbles past three different players. He gets up nearly to twenty miles an hour and stops on a dime. He then shoots the ball, and and if he had shot, if he had you know, if his where his foot made contact with the ball had been off by three, I think by like like a millimeter or two millimeters or something like ridiculously crazy, either the goalie would have saved it or he would have missed the net. That is ridiculous. Okay, that's not possible. Like. But in perspective, like the fastest NFL running backs, like can like the fastest, you know, NFL players get up to 20, 20 miles, nearly 21 miles an hour, right? Tyree Kill, the cheetah gets up that fast. Messi got up to 19 and a half nearly with a with a soccer ball at his feet. While dribbling, he got up to 19 and a half miles an hour. Miles an hour. And then he stops on a dime, dribbles past three different players in three touches. He beats them all in less than two seconds. All three of them he beats and gets past them in under two seconds. And he finishes off with a goal. That is is nearly, like, when we're talking about the word impossible, we're talking about what's possible and what's not possible, this is, like, right before that impossible line. This is, like, to the probability of this all happening at the same time is nearly zero. And the, and, and someone, I don't even know if anyone should be able to move that fast with a soccer ball and then be able to control it. Wow. Well, it's ridiculous. I will link it in the description. Please. I encourage you to watch it because I, I think that that type of skill is better than anything we've ever seen in the sport of soccer. I don't think Ronaldo could do anything nearly as good as that. So that that for me solidifies him as the greatest of all time. Um, but that's just his like innate ability. That's his innate skill. I want to talk a little bit about his effect, right? His effect on um, on other teams. Um, obviously, he's a playmaker. When we talk about Messi, you know. He's an, he's a passer. He's a shooter. He can do anything, right? He he can take a free kick from, you know, way outside the 18-yard box and put that thing in the upper 90. Like he's he's that good, right? Um, and other teams have to have to change the way they play so that they can play against Messi and have an opportunity to win the game, right? Teams teams have to like there are some players in 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 this world who are so much better than everyone else that a team literally has to change their whole way of thought. We see it in football quite often. Um to a lesser degree I would say though. When you have DeAndre Hopkins you got to double cover him. You got you have to put two guys on him because if you put one guy on him, he's going to beat that. He's going to beat that guy. He's got to be double covered. Right? Randy Moss, dude, you got to like have like two or three guys on him, you know, every single play. Otherwise, he's going to burn you like you, 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 you have to change your defense to play against him. You can't just you can't just 
stack the box because he's going to beat you deep and he's going to score a touchdown, right? There are some players in sports, when you play against LeBron James, you can't, like, maybe not, like, LeBron James this year is a, a much more of a passer, but if you play, if we're talking like LeBron James from, like, three or four years ago, when he's the star of the team, you can't just, like, leave him a one-on-one. -on -one. You have to play, you have to, you have to arrange your defense in a way where he's going to be guarded by the best guy or you're rotating who's guarding him so that no one gets too tired and no one gets beat that often, right? That defense is all around, like that defense is focused only on guarding, making LeBron, making sure LeBron doesn't score. Same thing here with Messi, but to a much, much bigger extent. They, you always have to know where Messi is on the field. If you don't know where he is, chances are he's already scored. Like, you have to know where he is. You have to have that ability. One other event that is, you know, just it, – it's it's a reaction. Um, so I don't know when this was. I'll link it in the description. Um, I don't know what day this was, but um, – it was it was after I think it was after Messi was coming off an injury, um, you know as it happens soccer players get injured quite often, and he was coming off one of his injuries, um, and he was he was he wasn't a starter for the game, and I think they were playing with against uh, uh, Atletico Madrid or something like that. I'm not I'm not I'm not too I'm not too sure, um, I'm not too sure. And so they're playing against FC Barcelona, and they scored. They they were the underdogs in this game. They, I don't think they were expected to win. Um, and typically in soccer, you know, there's at most there's like three goals in a game. If you get more than three, you're watching a rarity. Um, three goals total, not by one team. Three goals total. And uh, you know the coach. Uh, so his team scored, not Messi's, not FC Barcelona. Um, and the coach wouldn't celebrate, you know, typically after any goal, you know, everyone's celebrating, but against a team like this, you'd think that they would be celebrating. But so a reporter asked him after the game, why didn't you celebrate uh Torres's goal? That's the guy who scored. And he says, because I saw Messi warming up. This man wouldn't celebrate a goal in soccer. He wouldn't celebrate his own team scoring because he looked on the other sideline, and he saw Messi warming up. Now, not to say that if that happened with Ronaldo, that might, you know, you know who knows. But it hasn't happened with Ronaldo. It did happen with Messi. And wouldn't you know, Messi ended up scoring, and I think, I'm pretty sure that FC Barcelona went on to win that game. So, this dude is a beast. He is an absolute beast. The fact that he is able to like completely drain away the emotion of happiness in a man like because he's just warming up. He's not even in the game, right? And you're and you're winning too. Is incredible. I think that is something super special. And if we look at his awards, you know, he's won FIFA player of the year 8 times. That means he's been the best player in the world eight times and the times that he wasn't he was in second to Ronaldo so he's not coming in like last he's a very consistent 
B, he is incredibly gifted. And C, his team wins a lot. And when we talk about Ronaldo leaving, most people who are the GOAT don't leave for a less competitive environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Tom Brady left for Tampa, he's not leaving the Patriots to go to a less competitive environment. You know, you could argue it's even more competitive. He's not, you know, he's not going somewhere else because to not have to play against someone. I mean, he's going to the division where Drew Brees is in, right? Like, he's kind of going towards that. Um, Ronaldo left to Juventus, you know, I can't name another player on Juventus or any, I can't, I don't even know what league they're in. I know they're not in one of the three main leagues. So that tells me a lot about Ronaldo and how he kind of feels about Messi. Because he can say, you know, it was about the money or about this, about that. I kind of don't. I kind of think it might be about the fact that he didn't want to have to play against Messi. Because there are plenty of times where uh, uh, Real Madrid was leading against Barcelona. And then Messi, I think there was the one time where they were like up like 3-1 and then Messi scored like a hat trick and won the game. This dude is out of this world. He fights through tackles. He is tooth and nails gritty. He works his he works his ass off. Okay. He doesn't give up. And he can, you know, like a lot of time in soccer we see, you know, an overt amount of calling of fouls. Messi fights through them time after time after time again. He breaks through tackles. If there he breaks through them all. You know, he plays through advantages, right? Like, this dude is insane. And that's why I want to do a video. I've wanted to do a, 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 an episode on him for a while now. And I'm glad I'm at the point where I have. Because this dude deserves all the credit in the world. If you go back and you look at him from the 2012 season, and a little bit earlier than that, and a little bit later than that, you're going to see this dude would run across the field and score. He is, he is so freaking good. And it's not that he's out of his prime. He's he might be past his prime, but he is still capable of stuff like that today. Um, you know, I want to thank Nick for joining us today. Um, for for the limited time he was able to join us. Um, and I do want to say Messi's a go. And if you want to at me, I will let you at me. At me if you disagree. Let me know, and we can do who's better, Messi or Ronaldo, or something like that. Um, I want your I want to hear your opinions on this one. Um, and this is my first soccer one, but I want to do more. I think it's so much fun to talk about soccer. Um, I want to do a goalie one soon. We'll see. You know, we, we will absolutely see. But for right now, uh, Messi's the GOAT, and I think he will be for a long time. I think his talent is is so incredible that he surpasses everyone past him. Um, thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. Um, you know, this podcast has grown quickly. This is episode 16. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep churning these out. I, you know, I, I want you guys to listen to these. I want feedback. And if you want to come on, please do. You know, I think, you know, I, I'm going to get to 20 at some point. And, you know, these are just going to keep coming. So please keep listening to them. And thank you, the audience, for doing this. Um, I know we're living in tough times right now. I need you guys to stay positive. Keep listening to the podcast. I love it. Um, 
and you know, stay positive, right? We're, we are all going to make through this. We're all going to make it through this coronavirus. All right. You got to stay safe, stay inside and everything's going to be fine. All right. I, I can promise you that. So, you know, focus on the good times, you know, every day, try to get outside, try to do something positive. Um, and I will see you in the next episode. So thank you all. You, you, the viewers really are what makes this possible. Um, you know, I love doing this myself, but I love knowing that there are people listening. Um, and it is special to me. So I want to thank you guys for listening, um, to another episode of the master plan. And I will see you next time sometime, probably pretty soon. Um, with episode 17. Peace.